Good morning. Thank you for being with us today. You are listening to An Artist Speaks, presented by Contemporary Art Gallery Online. Contemporary Art Gallery Online represents tomorrow's art giants today. Come visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com, and there you can view and purchase great works of contemporary art, check out our monthly art competitions and exhibition, our blog and newsletters, view videos of our artist's work, and listen to artist interviews from this show. Today, our guest is Stephanie Holstein. Stephanie is originally from England. She immigrated to the United States with her family at the age of 19. Stephanie began drawing at the age of five, and by 12 years of age, she could actually copy a photograph uh, exactly. Stephanie continued to improve her artistic abilities through high school in England and into college in America, where she graduated with a bachelor's degree in graphic design and fine art. Well, good morning, Stephanie, and welcome to An Artist Speaks. Good morning. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today, and let's start off by having you tell the audience a little bit more about yourself, Stephanie. Okay, well, you kind of filled in a little bit of uh, <laughs> my my bio, which is nice, so I, I don't have to repeat that. Um, mm-hmm. I've been... As you say, I've been drawing and uh, painting ever since I was very young and started off in style of realism, continued that through most of my uh, years through college and uh, I'd say most of my years up until about 15 years ago, I was painting a lot of animals. That's what I started out doing, and that's what I continued to do. After that, I started taking workshops and decided on a whim to take a workshop on abstract art and collage and loved it. So I kind of changed paths and went from doing the realism straight into collage and doing collage work. And I continued to take classes every year at a uh, little school up in the northern part of Wisconsin. For uh, I've probably been taking them for the last five, six years and each year I take one on abstract art just to keep my juices flowing and learn a little more Mm -hmm. about the subject and Mm -hmm. it it kind of blossomed from there, from going from uh, realism to collage straight into abstract art and very tentatively started out because I wasn't too sure what I was doing but as I continued the emotions kicked in and that's what really started to improve what I was doing and I had a direction to follow was by following my emotions and that kind of led me to where I am today I am happy to say that I'm enjoying what I'm doing and do it as often as I can. 
I have a house up in the northern part of Wisconsin that has my studio in it, and my office in is in a home in the southern part of Wisconsin. So I kind of bounce backwards and forwards between the two, feeling like a yo-yo. <laughs> but it's a great way for me to do my art on my own, nothing to disturb me and then come back and do all the paperwork that goes with it and uh, <laughs> marketing in my home in the southern part of Wisconsin. Well, that certainly sounds like it keeps you busy, Stephanie. It keeps me very busy, but that's good. That's a great thing. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, Stephanie, let's uh, talk about abstract art, and I, I'm wondering if you kind of hit on that. Uh, I know a lot of people have different areas of knowledge about, you know, abstract art. So uh, can you give us a brief kind of overview of what abstract art is and, and what it means to you? Well, I always think of abstract art as very... Uh, emotionally based it seems like a lot of artists who are in abstract art work from don't work from something in a realistic or from realism they start from mm -hmm. something their feelings of how they feel for that day influences what they're going to create I know that's how I work and um, abstract art, I would describe it as something that is very subjective because everybody can look at it and see different things. So it never, you can't put it in a, a slot all by itself as far as everything looks the same because it doesn't. Everybody has a different way of, expressing themselves within the abstract art world. That is a very good definition, and and I think uh, most of the abstract artists I speak with, you know, it is an outlet for emotions or it's a representation of their emotions. Yes, I would say that's true. To tell the audience kind of the process you go through in getting started and in creating your art. Well, I think when I look at a blank canvas, I don't think of it as this is something that's going to look like a certain way. I think, okay, I know that I want to start off with maybe these colors. So I pick out three, four different colors that I'm going to work with for this any particular painting and then I decide from there which one I'm going to start with, and I apply that color first. And then I I kind of work from there. Okay, then this color will look nice on top of this color. And eventually I, I use all four, three, four colors, depending on... I have two different styles, so they're both very different, but... They work the same way. They, I, it all starts off with picking out those colors, and those colors are picked out depending on how I'm feeling for that day. 
What medium do you use in your painting, Stephanie? Okay, for for one, the one that I started off in and have continued using for many years is a kind of paint called fluid acrylic. And it's not like a tube acrylic. It's totally different in the way it reacts when you put it on a canvas. And when I use my colors, I know that I'm going to put one color on, and while it's still wet, I can go through with a a spatula and remove some of that paint. And then I'll put the next coat on after the first coat is dried and do the same thing. So eventually I end up with a painting where you can look through the top color and see the other colors underneath. And that's all done with this fluid acrylic. The other style that I've just started working in is more with the the tube acrylics, although I use the big jars. And that is applied, again, with a spatula, but on a much larger scale. I'd say the paintings I'm working on in that range are more like 36 by 36 or 36 by 48 whereas the fluid acrylic paintings I might start off with a 24 by 30 and going up into probably 24 by 36 or 36 by 36 on occasion so I keep them on a much smaller canvas because the paint dries so quickly so I can't, mm-hmm. if I do it on too big of a canvas, then I can't remove it because the paint's already started to dry on me. Yeah. Well, that's a very interesting process and uh, in- interesting information. Do you generally finish that in one round or setting there at, at your studio? No, that they may take a couple of days to really come to an end because because of the drying process in between I have to when I do remove some of the paint it'll thicken up in areas and that can take a day for it to dry so I'm coming back to it on a different day and could be a different mood so it it (laughs) changes the way in which I'm going to put the paint on so I'd say anywhere from three to four days to finish one of those paintings, depending on how many layers of paint. And then for the larger ones, I'm assuming that takes a little more time? The larger ones, yes, because I'm actually applying all all the colors at the same time in different areas on the canvas. So the spatula then comes through and mixes and and moves those colors around the canvas and leaving white space, whereas on the fluid acrylic there is no white space. So the, on the larger canvas, I can finish that in, I could finish that in a day because I can move the, ca- the paint around the canvas 
and do what I need to do to make it for me, and it's it's done. So I'd say those ones take a day. They take probably three days to dry, but they're actually I my process is done in a day. Well, I find that very uh, enlightening. How and I never thought of that in that way. I knowing that abstract artists, you know. It is their emotions, but I never really correlated that with being that if it's taken you two or three days to work on a painting, that means that there's two or three days of different emotions in that painting. Exactly. <laughs> well, Stephanie, then uh, how do you go about marketing your art afterwards? Well, that's where it comes down to the paperwork and the computer work. And that's all done in my southern home. And uh, my desk usually looks like a bomb pit it because I'm working on so many different things at the same time. But a lot of my marketing is done through entering different contests for exhibitions where I have to supply four or five images depending on the... Uh, contest or the exhibition that's requiring them and also I work with a promotional company that actually helps promote my artwork uh, as a part of being part of the uh, promotional company. Well it does sound like that keeps you busy. (laughs) It certainly does. It's amazing how much paperwork and computer time it takes to become successful it's not it's not just a painting process it is the mm-hmm. marketing process which right. can take up as much time as the painting process <laughs> and sometimes more <laughs> and sometimes more yes that's very true i know a lot of artists that is Probably the the thing they like least like to do, uh, but it's certainly as you mentioned, it's a it's a critical and a very important step if you're going to be commercially successful uh, with your right. art. Right, right. Yeah, it's not not something that comes naturally. I don't think I, and most artists <laughs> tend to be more introverted, so. Having to put yourself out there is something that is always more of a process that's not particularly liked, mm-hmm. but has to be done. It does, it does. Well, Stephanie, is there an artist or a person that has had influence on you and your art? Well, I think... A lot of the old masters were some of the influences, especially for my abstract artwork. I think Vincent van Gogh, for example, his mm-hmm. tendency to do swirls within his paintings, those always uh, fascinated me. And Rick brought back some of the the swirls that I do within my own paintings. 
Georgia O'Keeffe is another one with her, her flower paintings where they're very organic and again there's sort of a, just a flowing shape to them that brings me back to some of the things that I do within my own paintings. And Jackson Pollock, who, although is very different to what I do, he influenced me in that when I first started out, I did a lot of splatter paintings. And so that's where I kind of started with looking at his work and thinking, hmm, that gives an interesting pattern and an interesting piece of artwork. So that's where I got my start. Well, Stephanie, we're about halfway through the show, and I think it'll be a good time to take a quick commercial break, and then when we come back, we'll talk about uh, two or three of the art pieces that you have on the gallery here at Contemporary Art Gallery. Okay. And I want to let our listeners know that you can view and purchase some of Stephanie Holtznitz's artwork by going to contemporaryartgalleryonline.com. Click on the uh, Search Art tab and then click on the Featured Artist tab and then scroll down to Stephanie Holtznitz's name. Contemporary Art Gallery Online is the number one source for showcasing tomorrow's art giants. So if you're an artist seeking gallery representation, click on the Artist Member Corner at the bottom of the home page and then follow the prompts under the Member Application Process tab. And if you're a designer or an architect, or just a lover of great art who believes that art can turn a house into a home, then come visit us and review some of the wonderful art created by some of the finest artists from around the world. You can search by style, medium, color, size, and, of course, by the individual artist. And, again, to view Stephanie Holson's beautiful art, just click on the search gallery under the art and then go to the Featured Artist tab and then follow down to Stephanie's name. Well, Stephanie, let's uh, start off by talking about uh, some of the art you have here on the gallery. And uh, let's start off with Kin Sun Shines Throughout the Night. That painting uh, I decided to do on a larger scale. And it was influenced by uh, an exhibition that I was going to be in in Italy that emphasized an area of Italy and Tuscany just happened to be that area. So I, to me, I think of Tuscany as somewhere that's very sunny and bright and uh, full of the vineyards and just uh, somewhere that's very happy, a happy place to be. So Tuscan sun shines through the night was something that I decided to do in a lot of oranges and yellows and just uh, bring together something that was, although it's very abstract, to me it reminded me of the Tuscan sun and I've got, it's on the black background and I immediately thought of well, Tuscan sun is something that's always there and it does shine through the night because it it still has an influence on the happy things that happen within 
Tuscany itself as as a tourist area and as a wine making area. Well, it is a very beautiful uh, painting, and how do you know what the background is going to be on any one of your paintings? Well, black happens to be something that I'm working with a lot right now, and I like the way it brings out the background colors because it really makes them stand out. And so when I started with the colors underneath, I knew that I wanted to put a black top to it and pull out the colors from underneath to really make them pop on the painting. Well, it certainly does. It's a very beautiful painting and uh, one that uh, you just conti- I continue just to stare at because it's just a lot of movement in this painting. Yes, I would say that's what I try to accomplish within the paintings is is something that you can look into and also give it some movement as well within the way I take the paint off and paint each layer of color. Well, and another piece you have on the gallery is Wine is a Nectar of the Gods. Uh, tell the audience about that piece. Well, I, this ha- this one just happens to be for the same exhibition, but the the emphasis of the exhibition was on wine, and it was the exhibition was actually taking place at a vineyard. So when I was thinking of doing something for that, I I automatically thought of red wine, and red wine, I don't know, just came to me as something that was very full of body and full of things that people really enjoy to drink and is to me, made me feel that it was something I could paint with. And so I chose the colors of a lot. There's more purple in this, and there's some green. And I was thinking of the vineyards themselves and what they brought to the painting. And to me, they embodied the look of a vineyard. So as I stared into it, when I finished the painting, I the name came to me as something that fit what I had just done. So it's the same with any painting I paint. The title comes to me afterwards, and that's usually after staring into it for maybe 10, 15 minutes or even coming back a day later and and finding the title. This one came to me very quickly because it was something that I just knew that was what I had painted. Well, Stephanie, your art is just very beautiful and it's so colorful and you have such uh, good taste with your colors and how you mix them and match them and present them on your canvas. Thank you very much. Well, Stephanie, uh, so we've talked about 
do you ever still do any of your realism painting, or is it pretty much all just abstraction now? Uh, once in a while, I'll throw in a painting that's uh, done in a realistic style. It's usually when somebody has requested it. They've seen some of my paintings that I or drawings because I did a lot of work in pen and ink, and they request something in that style. The last one I did was of two zebras, and uh, that came from a photograph of a friend of mine who had been to the zoo, and he requested a picture of zebras and so the probably the picture that I got a lot of people tell me that my final piece looks like a photograph so that's how Mm -hmm. close to realism I can get is something that somebody actually looks at and says that it looks like a photograph I know I've done the right thing then well it's true in your bio it mentioned that and and that is, although I'm sure there was some practice there, but a lot of it did come naturally to you. Yeah, it's a very young age. I it, it was something again. Usually animals. I don't know why, but for me, animals. <laughs> I had that rounded again. I suppose it all starts with that rounded feel to them. There was no straight edges, and I always veer away from anything that has straight edges. So for me, it was more of that natural look. And so animals came to me as a very young age. I started copying animals out of books and it kind of progressed from there. And it went from drawing in pencil when I was younger to then into pen and ink. And I did stippling. So it was all done with lots of little points from a pedograph pen and those ones took me forever to do they were they were <laughs> certainly certainly uh, sort of my uh endurance and then i started <laughs> doing paintings after that but it was yeah the the repeatograph ones certainly were uh, test of my concentration <laughs> mm-hmm. well I'll tell you I, I've done a few interviews with colored pencil and graphite artists and uh, and I it's, I certainly don't have the patience and I, that, that is required for that form of art but um, you know those p- people that have that some of the most realistic artwork to me comes from those two mediums because they could just really just catch a person or an animal's being, if you will, with with their art. Yes, I think that's true. And it 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 now when I think about it, it was a natural progression to go from animals into abstract art with the fact that I use very rounded uh pieces within the paintings themselves there's always Mm -hmm. a a feel of movement and and that rounded no sharp edges other than 
the mm-hmm. sharpness of the spatula itself, but it's usually done with a swirling motion. Well, it is, uh, your art is just quite amazing, and uh, we certainly enjoy and appreciate it here at the gallery. Thank you very much. Well, we are getting close to the end of the show, Stephanie, and I always like to ask uh, our guest uh, for words of wisdom or advice that they would have for uh, someone who's just getting started in the world of art. Well, I think number one is practice makes perfect. I think if you're going to, if you're interested in art, you can't just do it on a once in a while basis. It's something that you have to commit to, especially if you're thinking about doing it seriously. And if you're going to commit to it, you're going to spend at least some time within each day doing something along the artistic lines. It may not be what you finish up doing as an artist, but it's a way of starting out. And I think the next thing is remembering that if you want to take it seriously, it isn't just the art itself. It is the marketing side as well. So you're you're starting out with the art, but you if you're serious about it, then you need to know that it's paperwork as well. So it's not just <laughs> the joy of painting. It's the get down and dirty and really start to sell yourself. Well, that is true, and it's such great advice, and it... Uh... I I tell people that, you know, art is just like any other talent, and you have to practice, practice, practice to to become better and to improve your talent. Exactly. Well, Stephanie, I want to thank you for joining us today on An Artist Speaks. Thank you. I've enjoyed speaking with you, Mike. I've enjoyed speaking with you, Stephanie, and look forward to seeing more of your work here on the gallery. Yes, I uh, am hoping to get some more art posted within the next uh, month. Oh, great. That'll be wonderful. And I also want to thank our listeners for being with us today. And again, to view Stephanie Hulsnitz's stunning art, to listen to this interview, and of course, purchase some of Stephanie's art, visit us at Contemporary Art Gallery Online. I want to let all the artists listening in today know that Contemporary Art Gallery Online hosts a monthly art competition and exhibition. To enter your art, just click on the Art Competition tab and then follow the prompts. And while you're there, you can check out all of our upcoming competitions and exhibitions. And if you're an architect, interior designer, or just a lover of art who likes to have interesting and beautiful art adorning your walls, then visit us at Contemporary Art Gallery Online and view some of the most exciting original art that you just can't find anywhere else. And while visiting our gallery, we would love for you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and our blog, so please sign up so you can keep up with all that is happening at the gallery. An Artist Speaks airs every other Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, so we'll meet again in two weeks. But next Saturday at this time, be sure to listen to our show, The Business of Art, hosted by artist and published author Sharon Hawkshaw, as she shares tips and ideas on how artists can grow their businesses. Again, thank you for listening to us today, and have a great rest of your weekend.